0: One for testament, please.
1: This following episode contains spoilers for the film or
0: films being discussed. You have been warned. <laughs> Today's episode is testament. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nozziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the Triassic, Cretaceous, Jurassic, Mesozoic, Paleolithic, stupid sculpture of a man, Justin Waddell. How's it going?
1: Man, you know what, Nick? What? COVID has finally descended upon the Waddell household. Uh Uh-oh. Two of my family members, my daughter and my wife, have COVID. I have COVID symptoms, but my tests coming back negative you know why COVID's a sneaky mistress because the home tests don't work on a handsome man that's what I read, oh. the, fine, I read the fine print <laughs> they said uh, no I don't know what's going on but I certainly have symptoms I, I feel like I do have it so um,
0: it's nice for us to, to th- have another guest on the show it's been a while
1: you're welcome COVID to the show yeah you can hear it in my voice do you hear it I can't I can't it just sounds normal to you you actually sound, hey, be- might- you sound better I sound cooler. I I might. I wonder if I'll have a cough uh, at any point during the show, and then you'll add to your editing pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll try to mute myself when I when I cough. I have been coughing anyway. It's it's been a it's been a rough week. I think the listeners
0: would like you to mute yourself when you're not coughing as well. (sighs) Oh, throwing shade at COVID. I'm talking to COVID there.
1: Fair enough. How have you been? This is. It's not all about me. This is a two person show. I'm sure people would want to know how you're doing as well. They don't care, and I'm fine. Yeah. They don't care. I'll tell you what. You gave me a list of movies to pick from. I <laughs> selected the one that we're doing today. It gut-punched me, Nick. I don't know if I should have watched this today. <laughs> it did not brighten my day. Its not. It's, its goal is certainly not that. I knew it was going to be rough, but it was pretty
0: rough. I, I got a little teary-eyed, I'd say. It's, just not, a, it's not an uplifting joint. And that's just knowing that that lady was married to Taylor Hackford. I read that too, as well.
1: Jane Alexander.
0: We'll get. No, the, we'll get to. That no, 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 no. The director. The director.
1: Oh, that's right. It's right. The director was. Uh, her name is Lynn Littman. Yeah, that's right. It was. It was the director. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been?
0: Fine, man. Fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Traveling this week. I'm about to. Yep. You're gonna take um, the word of the Lord on the road.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm going to uh, West, it's your, young man. It's your, it's your church tour. I mean I'm, I, there may be fried chicken I don't know we'll see if I'm lucky get some churches chicken me. that's yeah. such
1: it's quite a statement by that fast food chain churches chicken you know I mean
0: what happened to Mrs. Winners is she still out there killing it
1: she's out there yeah she's out there is it winners two two ends like, win, like winner like winner like yeah, winner
0: circle yeah it's miss winners or mrs winners
1: she's she's married Or mrs she's Winner?
0: yeah mrs Winner maybe
1: Mrs. Winner's chicken, yeah. or something. Right? They
0: want you to know that the chicken may be good, may be bad, but she's getting it at night. So it's like it's kind of a winning. It's a win either way. Either the chicken's good, or you know, she's home. Because you're saying because she's table, married. Right? Yeah, she's got a you, solid household.
1: Because there's a Mister Winners. I wonder what he For dabbles me. in. Is he is he like a non foods guy? Does he have like a set of pens? You may know him by his
0: normal name, Anton oh. Levay. That's that's the big secret of Miss Winter's Friday. Anton LaVey her, her her kept husband.
1: Fair enough. Did you, uh, have you seen any films lately, Nick? Did you go? Did you What what happened? There was something I wanted to ask you about. Something in pop culture. I can't remember. I mean, Doctor Strange, we've talked about, right? You saw that. But what, did anything come out this weekend? I'm sure. I didn't see anything. I watched The Bad Guys in the theater with my kids. Is that a cartoon? Pre-COVID, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Not, not a bad film. Kind of a fun movie. Is he, the, is he the biggest name in it? No, Mark Maron is the biggest name. Oh, no. Oh no! It's uh, Sam Rockwell, Mark Maron, uh, Zazzy Beats. Is that how you say your name? Sure. How, how do you say it?
0: That sounds good.
1: And um, it's it's not a bad movie. I mean, it was, it's not great. It was fun to watch. I watched The Gift last night. Sam Raimi's The Gift. I guess it hasn't aged that well is my guess. I'm going to give you a little bit of a secret. I didn't like it that much in the theater. Um, Giovanni Ribisi bothered me, if I'm not mistaken. He's got a tough character. He's not bad, I don't think, in it. But it's it's written by Billy Bob Thornton, or co-written. I forgot about that. Kate Blanchett, very good in it. But I bet you can't remember all the heavy hitters in this film. I remember, well, the heavy hitters, you
0: talk about Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes is definitely in it. Keanu Reeves playing somebody Barksdale, or Keanu Reeves playing a white beater or something like that? Donnie
1: Barksdale, yeah. And he is actually pretty good in it. Like, he plays a very...
0: I like how you didn't think I was
1: capable of this.
0: Damn dog. I
1: I know you're gonna miss out on a few a few heavy hitters here.
0: Is Brent Briscoe in it?
1: I don't think Brent Briscoe shows up in it. Come on.
0: I mean, I went with all the masters.
1: Give me the killer. I vaguely remember. The most boring. I I, am gonna give you a hint. Greg Kinnear in this. Oh yeah. Get Gina von Rubisa, you mentioned. Hillary Swank running around in there. Gary Cole, Kim Dickens, Chelsea Ross, (laughs) JK (laughs) Simmons. It's a good cast. I couldn't believe it. Rosemary Harris even showing up in there. That's it's not bad. Best known for
0: Katie Holmes rocking it out though, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, she gets she gets naked and naked in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So She's I,
0: naked near Euclid. You're right.
1: That's true. I just want to tell you real quick, I, I've been, you know, not been doing much because I haven't been feeling that well. So I've been playing some free online poker, just like on a, like an app on my computer. And I played against a very worrying online name. Like, maybe the most stressful name I've ever seen, Foot Lettuce. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Did you consult with the authorities? I don't know what to do. So, that's a horrifying. Please uh, tell me you didn't lose to Foot Lettuce. I took him out. Yeah. But still, quite a name. Makes you wonder. Distracting. It's gross. Sorry. I have a little bit of COVID brain. I don't know if that's, that's true. I think I just, I've been wondering you know, like I told you, I had, I, I went on and on at work on some story and it, it didn't make any sense. And I, in the middle of talking about it, I didn't understand why I was talking about it. So I hope that doesn't happen during the show.
0: I just hope COVID is, hasn't affected other parts of your body. Can you be more specific? Well, I don't know We're much about, about the disease, but hmm. you know, COVID elbow bow or like COVID hair. COVID. Definitely have COVID hair. <laughs> with a COVID elbow. I, you know, and,
1: and maybe, like I said, I've been testing negative and so maybe I don't have it or something, but it feels like I certainly
0: do. Guys, mm. you queued up for a big one. You clicked, you know. Micah told you. The robot told you. he stepped into the horn heat right here. It's a movie microscope. It's <laughs> so show where we zoom in. You know, we uh ransack the Cossack, dink up a burger, get nailed to the wall like we mean it, take the rent out, we put on mirrored sunglasses, and take a Look-see into the abyss. See if it's looking back with mirrored sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Nietzsche, bitch. Ed Harris, <laughs> bitch. We get wind whipped near the sea. We touch the corns. We trade the dot. We ramp it up before the primary. <laughs> we get knuckle deep in a mink. Short-change a land baron. Govern the fight until the night's over. Watch a film with diseased. Streptacular eyes and just put on the, the scopes and stick it in and shove. See what makes or breaks. i share it with the likes of the listeners. If we're talking about... Formula 51. <laughs> Let me talk about the scene where Sam Jackson and Bobby Carlyle get all do on pills and start their own little finger orgy. Talk about the little moments. Is that a movie called Formula 51? How do you not remember that classic? Isn't, he, isn't Sam Jackson in
1: another movie with 51 in the title? Am I wrong? I wow, I don't uh, remember it. No, 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 yeah, no, that no. Movie.
0: That movie overseas is called The 51st State.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And Same it's called movie. Formula 51 over here.
0: Yeah, we did the screening.
1: I never saw it. How was it? Is it good or Dreadful watch.
0: A dreadful watch.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: I remember there's a scene at a soccer stadium.
1: Oh, huge zoom. It's a big zoom. So. Has a soccer scene. Has a soccer scene. Okay, cool. All right, go ahead.
0: What's your relationship to Testament?
1: I have not seen this. I had not seen this movie until this afternoon or this this morning. And I didn't really ever hear about this movie until you talked about it. I had no recollection. And one thing that I had thought for several years after knowing about it is I thought it was a TV movie, but it was made to be a TV movie, and then the studio got excited about it for some reason. They released it theatrically. I guess they figured it could garner awards attention, which it did. I don't remember much about it. How about you? You, I know you have quite a story.
0: Other than Costner getting nominated, who else did?
1: Well, I believe the lead.
0: Yeah, Jane Alexander. Jane Alexander. So this was a, use that drinking game staple. It was a cable staple, man. So if you have your bingo card out for Movie Microscope, Cable Staple is probably in the middle spot, nail it. I think it was around nineteen eighty three four when it was on HBO all the time, or whatever network it was, the movie channel. For some reason, I mean, I saw it, I was probably 11, 12 years old, and it just just wrecked me. And and, And considering it's a really slow movie, there's no action, it's all very sad. For some reason, I watched it multiple times. Guess I had to chase that high. You know, <laughs> I
1: know why it wrecked you, obviously, is designed to, you know, for those suburbia scares. Right. Like it's like, you know, and then then some real horrible things happen to people that you relate to when you're a kid. You know?
0: Yeah. So, well, the kid death is a big part of why this movie meant something to me. Plus, we you mm-hmm. know, we grew up fearing nuclear war at any given mm-hmm. moment. We had drills at school. Yep. Which I guess they might start doing again. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, they have now they have active shooter drills at schools or at least and I, I mean, you know, they have them. Yeah, I think they do. Right. Like, so it's been they've replaced. even
0: started to do overweight and out of shape shooter drills now.
1: Oh, yeah. Know? Sure. Have they? But they certainly do that at, at, at companies. And anyway, so maybe that's the new fear. Right. But then they used to make you crawl under your desk or something or go in the hallways? Was that – what was yeah. the – was was that – I don't think we – did we have nuclear – I thought we had like
0: Did I not tell tornado my story? Drills. I told like you. Maybe I, you
1: have. Maybe you about, have.
0: About being on the cover of the newspaper.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. But I always thought like when I'm growing up, I didn't remember we had like nuclear. Oh, we the had nuclear. We did, we did main
0: absolutely. Main we did. Yeah. The tornado so ones is where you go out in the hallway with the book over your head. Right.
1: I, I remember those quite – I remember those more vividly, I guess. You know, and we, I grew up in Illinois, so the ones—the um, nuclear ones—you get
0: under your desk,
1: right? Because that's
0: solves everything.
1: That, yeah, it's, it's perfect for uh, they it. They
0: said yeah. unless a direct hit to your de- to desk happens, you're all right. And this movie stripped right. that veneer off rather, rather soundly. They didn't enjoy it, but they didn't get hit with any hellfire. They just died the slow Nar-
1: death. Nary a desk in this film. Never seen it. See any hell of a zoom? Costner at one point is carrying a piece of the desk, and I don't yeah. hear him. He's not doing it for his safety. He's doing it <laughs> to seems, bury his baby. That seems rough. It's very rough. This whole movie, I, I texted you and I just said, it's rough. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a, a softy, And I think if I would have seen this as a child, it would have destroyed me. I remember seeing Taps as a kid. And when the kid died in Taps, I never forgot. my. I mean, I just could not believe it. And then... And I outsiders. like that kid too. The Outsiders, not so much, but Watership Down also was something that just destroyed well, me. Well, yeah,
0: that's like, that's one, of, first of all, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it, it deals with mortality very frankly and, and immediately. Mm-hmm. And then even the heavenly aspect of it is so haunting that either side of the soil sucks a dick. Well, Watership That's Down, actually think- Richard Adams' jacket cover quote.
1: Watership Down was rough, because I think there's, you know, when you're a kid, there's safety at least in cartoons, right? So here's a cartoon. Bunnies are cute. And, you know, you're just, I can't wait to see what hijinks these guys are going to be up to. It's going to be amazing. What, Which one is going to be? Light
0: and farts on fire. And immediately. <laughs> in the mouth of something, it shakes oh, its head a lot. Yeah, they shake. That's, that's something that always bothered me. They they shake the creatures, would shake their head and spit them out. Like a dog or a cat would shake their head and the rabbit would be defeated. Yeah, they're Very good sad. though, right?
1: You live? Uh, anyway, so I told you this movie had me thinking of Morrissey, his song Every Day is Like Sunday, which you don't know. You don't know that song. Oh no. that's a great song, and he, you know, it's it's Morrissey, you know, wishing um a nuclear bomb would fall on this town that he hates that you know he grew up in. Or this character that sings the song grew up in. I don't know what he's doing. But um that's a great song. So put that on your iPod shuffle after the after the show, Nick.
0: My favorite Morrissey song is, is there any way to get out of this Basic Instinct 2 contract?
1: (laughs) He was, don't even, you know, David Morrissey was, couldn't believe he was jumping at the chance to be the blandest lead ever in an erotic thriller.
0: (laughs) Hotly contested. Do you see Color of Night?
1: Did you ever see Basic Instinct 2? I can't say. I've
0: seen pieces of of it.
1: I'm going to zoom in real quick on his character. Lives doesn't get killed. You've seen it. I saw the ending. I think she kills him. I think she straight up kills him.
0: I used to listen to the movie Microscope, but then they spoiled the ending of Basic Instinct 2. I just can't forgive him.
1: Did you see this one in the
0: theater? Testament? No.
1: You saw it on cable. Can
0: you imagine an 11-year-old kid poning up one for Testament, please?
1: I mean, this is an this is an amazing movie to put in theaters because there is not there's not a not a moment in this movie that is that well. I, I guess the first 15 minutes are kind of fun because you know why people are alive. Get a supersonic performance by one William Devane.
0: <laughs> supersonic, yeah.
1: And his big old teeth, and you his, know.
0: And his hair is John F. Kennedy hair.
1: Did they ever say that the enemies knew where to aim the nuclear uh missiles because they because they were just aiming it at his smile? I say that because is is the town that he was in? Did it get destroyed?
0: He was in San Francisco, right? So yes. He got hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't he he, he rope a doped her with the answer machine. He did. He kept. Like, he kept.
1: I think that that the, the final message that she hears much later, she was like, I th- Yeah, I thought you might not be coming home 82 days in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard. It's definitely heartbreaking. By the way, I did watch or fast forward through a documentary on this movie on YouTube called Testament 20 years later. Hell yeah. And everybody participated but William Devane and the director. Let us know that he was a handful to work with. That tracks. Yeah, that he was tough to work with. But she said his performance, it's great. And I don't disagree. I think he does a good job in this movie.
0: Not a most likable guy in this thing.
1: Apparently not a most likable guy in real life either.
0: Now, this is our second Bill Devane movie? Or is it our third? Um, Rolling Thunder, right?
1: Rolling Thunder is the only one that I remember.
0: Yeah, he. I thought he might have been a. a cast oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! The dark
1: was he the, the dark? Yeah, of course it's our third. How could yeah. we forget the dark? We talk about it all the time. <laughs> I wonder if he's a handful to work, <laughs> work with on the dark.
0: He seems like such a like a such a snide entitled guy anyway in every movie and in yeah, every every, every gold bullion commercial.
1: He's a strange like kind of an actor, and he he is ca- often cast as kind of a cocky villain,
0: right? He's still pissed at Dorothy. I think you mean, you know, for ruining everything, everything that was going okay. in Oz, you know, he he looks like one of the flying monkeys. It's been one of my (laughs) lifetime (laughs) beliefs. Jesus.
1: I forget. Hey, I don't remember everything.
0: Do you remember the fact that one of the great legendary screen personas is in this movie? I didn't, I, I completely forgot. Also makes it
1: Lucas Haas. Mako. Oh, Mako in this, yeah, Mako. R.I.P. By the way, but he doesn't Mako it as I texted you in this film. <laughs> Mako, one of this goes by one name and earns it, lives it. Tough to pull off. There's not many.
0: That I, guy I, I, was I, good. Amazing. For amazing, yeah. A half a century.
1: Mm-hmm. Plays a character named Mike in this. I
0: his birth name,
1: and he has a son who is um, um, disabled. Yeah, disabled. I guess mentally yeah, disabled, mentally disabled. Yeah. Least of we, the problem. kid and the kid was very sweet. They he was, I thought you know, they were they had a very sweet connection. In the, in How the was scenes. he on that
0: 20 year documentary? Did they get him back?
1: <laughs> was not wasn't
0: on there, Nick? But Lucas Haas was and uh Jane Alexander, did they, did they have the older son? They did very mm-hmm. sensitive at performance by that kid. I thought he was a very good performance.
1: You may remember him from Airplane.
0: Yeah, he's the kid uh, with the uh, he's, yeah, in, he's the in the cockpit. In the,
1: Yep, he's in the airplane. I, I thought for a second he might have been the kid from Poltergeist, but my my airplane memories theory is
0: could mix him up with the greatest.
1: And you got so let's let's well let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the actors. How do you want you um give us a little taste here?
0: Of the actors?
1: Uh, who's in it? Jane Alexander. William Devane, we mentioned. Rebecca the Mornay. Kevin Costner showing up. Who actually loves this movie? He was also in that documentary. Mako. Lucas Haas.
0: Okay, and a bunch of others.
1: Yeah, Roxana Zal and Ross yeah. Harris is the kid that you're talking about.
0: Roxana Zoll, now a what a fashion designer I think is what I've read. And there's somebody, in. somebody else looked familiar too, but it doesn't matter. I mean, what what the, matters is the, the fallout, the nuclear fallout. <laughs> Did that look familiar to you? The baby. You know, I it made me. I was making a coffee this afternoon, and I, mm-hmm. I was afraid to use my milk. This movie fucked my milk up for me. Did this you get a, nervous? This is a an anti milk movie. Milk kills in this movie twice. Well,
1: they they haven't been able to refrigerate it. What do you mean it kills?
0: Well, the the milk is contaminated from the cows, mm-hmm. and then Rebecca Mornay's breasts delivered death milk to their child.
1: The child will not take her milk. That's right. the biggest problem.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, death milk.
1: Costner, she, you know, he he just says that she's got plenty of milk to give, but the baby won't take it, and he's in a and his scene. Well, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, um, Rebecca Mornay likes to call this movie, uh, by her own name, she calls it The Hand That No Longer Rocks the Cradle. Oh my god. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> was this prior to Risky Business, I guess, huh?
0: No. Uh, was it 80? Was it Risky Business? Like, uh, no,
1: no, it was like 84, right? 85, maybe, right? Let's yes. see. Testament was 83. Is that correct? And it was post-ET because um, ET stickers in it. In this
0: movie. There's a lot of Pac-Man memorabilia in this movie, too.
1: There is. That's a huge Zoom. I was going to bring it up. Um, all right. Why don't you talk about the premise of this film?
0: So we have a family that's that's doing all right. You know, they're getting mm-hmm. by. Grown-ups hard to do, but they love each other. Dad's a hard worker, a little bit tough on his kids, but comes from the right place. Jan alexanders a house mother who really kind of has to keep everything together, and it, it costs her the majority of her free time, and uh, nuclear bombs hit the earth.
1: That's pretty good. They it's, don't it's, suffer a direct hit.
0: Right. But it's like, it's a day in the life. Like, the movie is a completely a day in the life, as if you're watching just a normal drama, you just mix in nuclear war, which I love. I love that there's yeah, no buildup to it. There's no explanation given. These people are, are out completely in the dark about everything and it never tells you, which I think adds to the why it's so just visceral to people because it's this is probably how a lot of people would experience it, right? No idea yeah, what's I mean, going on, lost all of your technology and all of a sudden you got to keep people alive.
1: Yeah. I think that's what, I mean, obviously you one of the things that's super effective about it, because it gives you about 20 minutes with this family who, you know, you get to see their daily routine. You know, you see this, the dad gets up with his child, like a kid before school and they bike together and he's kind of, in a way, pushing his kid who doesn't want to bike with him. So they have this little bit of a rough spot in their relationship. And the Devane is like this big, like not really helping out at home, always kind of tired from work. Jane Alexander's the mom, she's she's obviously overworked. She volunteers. I think she volunteers at the school. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah,
0: she's helping with the play at least. She's helping with the
1: play, but she's obviously got her hands full of three kids, and and the house is is crazy. So, you know, it just feels like, you know, th- there's all this stuff, like you said, stuff happening. And then when this horrible thing happens, every- everything shuts down. So, like, that is all stopped. And then there's this, you know, obviously encroaching dread. But then the father, who leaves to go work in the city, is immediately not in the picture. And they don't know where he is or if he's coming back. And then later, they know he's not coming back. Yeah.
0: In the fictitious city of Amelin, California.
1: Yeah, Hamlin, California, and that was the name, uh, we've talked about this before, D&D of character. my very famous D&D character who got killed by a butler, <laughs> who shot poison arrows at him, and I was so inexperienced at DVD, uh, D&D, I didn't know, there's no rolling of the dice, that the, the Dungeon Master just decided to murder me with a butler, and he had somehow created some kind of story where we're in a mansion.
0: You should find this guy on, on? Facebook. And tr- and just troll his front page. Hey, you killed me with a butler in D and D in 1987. His name is have-
1: Nate Baker. His name was Nate Baker. I'll say it. Nate Baker. What a dick, Nate. Oh, appreciate it, man. Hamlin.
0: Did you yeah, name it? Or that- was or did, or, 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 was that forced on you too?
1: No, no. I named I, I i created a character sheet, and then I think he. I think whenever he killed me, I think he he said your character's dead, and he maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I think he ripped my character sheet. I think it was like, you know, you don't need this anymore because he's fucking dead. I was like, okay. I think I even tried to draw a little picture of Hamlin. You know how they had the yes. little character. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. yeah. The best mm-hmm. part was rolling that prick up, getting the drawing up there.
1: He's a spitting image of William Devane.
0: <laughs> Were you <laughs> so
1: excited to see Lucas Haas, baby boy Lucas Haas in this? One of your favorites, right? This is pre-witness or post-witness? Pre-witness. It's got to be around the same time. I Maybe post-witness. I don't How could it be, though? Yeah, he looks so new. Yeah, I mean, how could it be? And congratulations, Lucas Hoss got his got his uh, full frontal nudity out of the way real quick on one of his first movie roles, if not his first.
0: He doesn't hang dick though. I mean, it's just uh, he's naked. But they don't hang dick, which is good.
1: This is his first movie. Witness came two years later.
0: That's just that's the saddest part of the movie. I think though,
1: it's horrible. I mean, there's a lot of really sad parts. All right, so let's ha- so let's talk a little bit about this day in the life. Let's talk. What did you elephant, notice?
0: Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, the boombox
1: that plays aerobics. Uh, music, there is stretches. which yeah.
0: she doesn't do in bed. I, I mean, Skeletor gets fed breakfast in this movie.
1: He gets fed cereal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's is that the elephant in the room? It's not just Skeletor. He he it's a, it's he. Lines the,
0: like, it's a green guy. It's not Beast Man. I forgot. I, I don't remember the He Man. The Moss
1: Man. Sure. So he has. I think he has about three He Man characters. Um, that he that Lucas Hoss, who plays the youngest son here. Last out, first back in. He he feeds cereal to later on when there's a food shortage, he goes missing from the household and the mom finds him in the cemetery burying his He-Man figures because he can no longer give them food. And the and the poor He-Man figures are like, we really don't need to eat. You don't need to bury us. It's fine. But yeah, he, he digs a hole.
0: And, and you know what? And then they show every other He-Man in the County rocketing up in value because of this act scarcity and, peeps
1: and uh, he says his email figures he's like look i'll see you guys probably in 80 90 years and the mom's like um well <laughs> she's hmm. like
0: why don't you just build dig a deeper shit while you're at it so anyway yeah so that she
1: wakes up in bed in a in a in a t-shirt her husband's already bike you know out biking or getting his son to bike with him on his 10 speed and you know she she's kind of preparing breakfast and one thing I noticed about this scene is Lucas Haas' character he has every toy. Yes, every toy. Like he has, and he has so much. Like he has, like a record player. He has a you know cassette player. He's got action figures, those old Xbox school cars,
0: pseudo video games where it's all analog. Yeah. Speak and spell.
1: Speak and spell makes an appearance and gets played in this movie.
0: A very, yeah. very, a very maudlin last, uh, last enjoyment of Speak and Spell in this movie.
1: We've talked about speaking, and spell, and the speaking, spell family. What was your favorite version? Did you have speaking math?
0: No, I hated, I hated math.
1: And what? There was a third one. Speaking fuck. The speaking fuck was so good. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Is don't it like speaking grammar or something? I, I
0: don't know. I these are new things to me.
1: You didn't have a speaking spell?
0: No, no, I had the hell out of a speaking spell, but that's the Barry Gibb. I couldn't spend time looking for the more recent Robin version, like the Robin spinoffs of Speak and Spell. You had the
1: hell out of a Speak and Spell. Is that what you said?
0: <laughs> yeah. Was that, was
1: that their slogan? <laughs> uh, wasn't
0: the wasn't the whole thing about the Speak and Spell was to get it to say pseudo dirty things? I mean, always, yeah. You know who can use a Speak and Spell these days? Who? Ninety percent of Earth.
1: That's true. Yeah. Shit got Speaking of right. Earth, how's it going? How's it going lately on Earth? Good, like everything's good. Everything there, huh?
0: seems pretty
1: good. Yeah, everything's good. In this. I think in this country, in particular, it seems good.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of lot of good mm-hmm. stuff going on. Everybody's yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, people's rights are in pretty good shape. United yeah, as a culture.
1: Yeah, perfect out there.
0: Yeah, we're nailed mm-hmm. it. We're nailing it right now. Pretty. Strong. So
1: what, whenever the oh, for, by the way, the mom wakes up. Crazy pillow situation she's have she has going on. Did you notice this? I didn't, but now I need to rewatch the movie. She got about three, three or four pillows under there. None of them laying flat. All of them bunched up under her beautiful head. I did find her to be a, a, a quite a beautiful woman. I don't know very much about Jane Alexander, but she was in, I'm sure, a
0: bunch of stuff. She's still working. She's busted up then. She looks busted up now.
1: What is what is. What do you? What do you think? She was great in this movie. I think she's fantastic. She but is. What, but what do you? What do you remember her from? Like she was in a. She was in. You know what movie she's in? She played somebody's me-
0: sister in something.
1: Do you remember that movie? I don't know if it's called like Night Flyers or Night Something. It's about like. It's a movie. It's like a movie where they um these East East German families they make a balloon to fly over the. the Night Berlin Passage. Wall. Night Is it called Night Passage? Might be. She's. She's in that. Do you remember that movie? Not really. No. Bob Bridges up in this, I think. Jesus. Anyway, I did think she and they. She takes off her um, shirt. They cut away. Did you notice that? Yeah, but not when Lucas Haas is stripped down. They did cut away. No. Um, they go so the biking Devane's trying to you know get his kid to bike with him, and they bike past the cemetery. A little foreshadowing. I think that they might because they spent a lot of time in that cemetery in this movie. <laughs> and then some of the characters spend most of the time in that cemetery. They're on this trip where the dad's pushing his son. Like, you can do it. You can go up this hill and the son can't. And then he's like, I'm going to go. He leaves his son. They encounter a neighbor who, who who plays prominently in the film named Henry. And I noticed in front of Henry's house, he has a mailbox shaped like his house. His, he has like a small replica of his house at, serving as his mailbox. That's pretty great. Which is which is amazing, but do you think that that mailbox house has a little fake mailbox on it as well? <laughs> That's the house
0: mailbox. That'd be great. And do you think yeah. the postman ever gets confused and tries to put <laughs> tiny mail into it? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or do they try to put Lucas Haas's body into it later on?
1: <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to laugh at all this stuff, but I will genuinely tell you up front that whole series of scenes with him. Not only made me sad, but I was like, "Why am I watching this?" It's like, the, whole, wanna... the whole movie thing is what really where it works really well, and it's her reaction to everything. It is rough. Like, well, you, you,
0: you sort it. of watch her kind of go numb uh, ultimately in this thing where she's just so matter of fact about death at that point.
1: She has to remain strong for the surviving kids. Like it's yeah, but they got rough. two
0: pieces of shit in the ranks. Like they fucked up. You mean because they get this stray loony kid. Lenny, I think he sucks. Then he they get suck. Hiroshi later on. Who doesn't? He doesn't suck, but that's just a lot. You know, she's got her own kids to bury. But those home movies—they play like these home movies throughout the film, typically as a precursor to somebody not being on the planet anymore, and it's heartbreaking.
1: So she, yeah, the Lenny ends up showing up at, to their house. The dad is missing; doesn't I, come home.
0: I have a, I have a clue where he might be.
1: And Lenny comes in the morning, he comes over and he says, Hey, my parents were both working uh, in San Francisco. They never came home. Can I stay here for a while? And, um, and the mom's like, yeah, you can stay here you die of radiation poisoning or whatever. Die of rads."
0: actual dialogue. Yeah. yeah. You can stay here
1: for a while. You can
0: stay here till the end.
1: Um, but, you know, of course, that's heartbreaking, too. So anyway, this is this is when the movie starts to have a little Pac-Man fever, Nick. <laughs> The mom is making like the kid's Wait, bed. Before like, we,
0: could, could I, can, I just pull back just a second. Don't yeah, don't just leave. like she pulls back that
1: that Pac Man coverlet or whatever.
0: Yeah, of course. Before William Devane leaves the planet, mm-hmm. the only unrealistic part of this movie happens middle of the night. Okay, dead asleep. She wakes him up about something, and I'm I'm thinking, is she going to leave him? Is there some so catastrophic? Like- some catastrophic? Yeah. And what? And why does she choose to wake her husband up at this hour? Why?
1: Well, she does choose to wake him up because this, something is on her mind, but she says she wants to figure out a birthday present for their son. Now, and he's like, "Let's go back to sleep. I don't need to know this." His son, his birthday is not for two months. Yeah, and, the, and
0: there's another thing, but yeah, to me, it's like that. The nuclear bombs would have started flying then if that happened.
1: <laughs> she woke she woke you up to talk about birthday.
0: Yeah, it's so like, hey, what should we get somebody for their birthday in two months? I'd be like, this is it. You're done. This is the yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. i
1: think that she wants to talk to him about. It seems like she wants to talk to him about the state of their marriage, or something maybe. Or she's. She, or she does say something about there is a war going on, and she's worried about son being uh, one drafted, of the kids to, getting yeah, drafted. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, William Devane turns that into. Um, he's like, well, if I'm up, let's have some. Let's have a
0: sex session," he says. That's to his dialogue. Let's have a sex session. And do you, I like her reaction. Like he's do, he's obviously got his hand under the covers doing something, and she goes, "Get get out of there!"
1: Right, and then he puts his hands up her shirt, and that's where I realized this probably wasn't a TV movie anymore. And it is. It was theatrical. I didn't know that before. I read that after I started watching this. By
0: the way, no, yeah, and, and then twenty years later, um, they say William Devane was difficult to work with. The script said he goes back to sleep all of a sudden he's got his wrist up in her you know it's like come on Bill Devane, don't don't steal anyway go back let's talk about some pac-man
1: uh i also want to say there's a crazy scene in this where he's getting ready to work and this is before the sex scene i think it's in the morning and he's getting ready for work and he kind they kind of have a little tiny bit of an argument at like because he's not gonna eat breakfast and the and he bends down and she throws cornflakes in his hair she grabs, like, cornflakes from a bowl and just dumps it in his, in William Devane's beautiful head of hair.
0: And then she helps clean it out, and he makes a dandruff joke. A he joke.
1: doesn't get mad. Yeah, he says, yeah, he, he doesn't get mad, but that would make me mad if someone just threw cereal in my head hair before work.
0: You know? Dry cereal, I'm down. It's fine. Throw it at me all day long.
1: Have you ever, can I ask you a personal question? Have you ever had cereal in your hair before?
0: Of course I have. Are you sure? 100%. That's
1: a rock in my brain. I don't think I've ever had that happened to me.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: What kind of cereal?
0: That's a great question.
1: What's the best cereal to have dumped in your hair? And the worst?
0: I think Rice Krispies is the best because yeah. you'd hear them. You think a it's the bit. best? You'd hear them a little bit.
1: I think it'd be tough to get out.
0: And then I think the worst would be to have Nabisco's Sharpen Throwing Stars cereal.
1: <laughs> I wish they made it. I'm thinking like a marshmallow, like like a Lucky Charms, would be kind of a beautiful cereal to have dumped on you, kind of a, improve your style. You know, I digress. William Devane dies in a fiery nuclear explosion.
0: <laughs> he, he might be, <laughs> he might be, he might've. So there's this whole thing where he's, he's not sure if he's going to be home for dinner and he leaves a message, that says, I'm don't you go ahead and eat without me. I'm not going to make it. Then he has another one that says, scratch that. I'm going to make dinner. And then he gets hit probably, probably, Right in the head with this nuclear weapon.
1: He, he says double scratch at one point in that message.
0: Yeah. Well, when they find when they find the later on when she, she listens to the final message.
1: Oh, that's what sc- he says. He says double scratch. Yeah. I'm
0: actually going to go die in an awful inferno. I wish they would have cut away. I just want to see how he died. I want to watch it happen.
1: He says, honey, I'm going to be uh, late. Hold on. I see something rocketing toward me and it looks very strange. Give me a second here.
0: Is that a hammer and sickle up? Oh,
1: he doesn't make it home, Nick. He wins. And probably. he wins. The kids are, you know, they're they're trying to get uh, their TV to work because the TV is on the, you know, it's not coming in the signal. And the the one kid's out the window shaking the antenna. He doesn't. He does something right because then the news comes on and says there's nuclear war, <laughs> and uh, the the coast the East Coast has been, has been hit. And then the lights go funny in their in their room. go yellow. So that was been...
0: that's a bad effect now, but it it worked like a charm on me as a kid the The lights are in the ha- like i didn't re- I thought it was the, a flash of light outside in the mm-hmm. originally, but it's inside that they're just like raising the I body. think it's
1: supposed to be meant that it's like it's obviously coming from outside but you know they never they don't show' them, they don't give us a mushroom cloud in this we don't get to see a mushroom cloud
0: The day so after, no. which was the TV movie that came out shortly after this, which mm-hmm. everybody saw as a kid. Had right. Clouds for sure.
1: Did you I don't remember that movie very well either. Was it was it just as fun as this one?
0: It's not as it's not as much a movie as much as it is an event. It's like a Roland Emmerich spin on this this kind of a story.
1: Did does it deal with a lead up to it or does it all oh, aftermath?
0: I don't remember. I guess
1: the day after, right? I guess it has to be the aftermath. Yeah.
0: Who's in that yeah. one? There's a big name in it. I think Gutenberg's in it. Is he really? I I could be making it up, but I think there's a young Steve in that.
1: Tonight same year as this one. Jason Robards in that. Ro- Joe Beth. Oh, you're right. He was? Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Joe Beth. Gutenberg. Love, love it. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. John and Guess who else is in it? BB Besh. Oh my God. BB Besh in this. <laughs> or is it this is is that prior to her getting ransacked <laughs> in the beast by within. the beast within? <laughs>
0: Probably. I think you could probably create a Venn diagram on why this show isn't a huge hit by the amount of BB Besh mentions. Speaking of foot lettuce,
1: the Beast Within. Remember, he was doing the he was doing meat feet. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast Within is one of the first ones we've done. We did on the show way and back and the first right? song or the first movie microscope song. One of the, one of my favorites too. Can't wait! Till um, we, can't wait till we do it again. So yeah, they they don't like the family doesn't like hearing that Armageddon happened. <laughs> they're a little worried and they're like, "Well, maybe dad'll come home and help." Doesn't. And then I I thought it was weird on the message when a ghostly voice on the answering machine says, "That's what you get for pouring cornflakes in my hair."
0: <laughs> he was he was pouring porn flakes the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, she's
1: trying to start a journal, and b- before he, she's trying to start to. Um, she climbs all over him, gets her journal, and starts to try to journal in the middle of the night, which is insane behavior. Yeah, and he puts a stop to that with his pain. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> like I got a journal for Jordan in this. <laughs> Getting
1: frisky. He, he's he's waking what William Devane.
0: <laughs> the main vein.
1: Waking bed divine. I'm trying to do a Ned (laughs) Divine joke.
0: Once all this shit goes wild, everybody starts to convene to try to figure out what's going on in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Finds out across the street, Costner and Rebecca DeMornay live together with a small child. Right. Very early roles for both of them. They're both fresh faces. Nut. Mm -hmm. So so weird to see. And Costner loved. He loves
1: being in this movie. He he still thinks very highly of this film,
0: which is which is. He has one scene that his acting is a little suspect but other than that the scene in, in where they're having the town hall meeting he does not do a great job with his line delivery but
1: i, I mean, give him the benefit of the
0: doubt yeah plus he had nuclear weapons. untested yeah yeah maybe not ever the greatest actor but
1: but uh, you know a commanding presence i will say you better, you better watch that tongue a likable young gent in this single probably single father for a short while guess what, ha- what happens whenever the town goes to hell like world goes to hell tell me the neighbor henry Mm-hmm. Steps up to the plate because he's a ham radio operator. This is his moment, Nick. Right? Just, he seizes the day. He's like, "I got this. My ham radio's still working. I can connect to the outer world. TV's not working. Radio isn't working. We're cut off from civilization. Not so my ham radio, my friend.
0: Yeah. I, I, that that gives me the mm-hmm. ability to communicate with loony people in other states, loony in other pe- in other countries. Lo- yeah, loonies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a magnet for weird. Getting-
1: and I love that he's so on top of it, so great that he I'm town's so lucky to have him because they're like, How's it going out there? He's like, Oh, it's horrible, absolute nightmare. Oh, did you get in touch with oh no, they're they're done, they're gone too. Help coming? No.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want honesty in this situation, right?
1: Canada, okay? Not really. Thanks, thanks, ham guy. Um they're actually so shooting this is
0: more missiles.
1: The director's incredible because she starts showing you it's complete chaos. Like this is Civilization is gone. There's no. It's no longer civilized. You know how she communicates to the audience? How this message? She shows a record player with a Matchbox car on top of a record.
0: Chaos, Nick. By the way, co-written and directed by a woman in the in the early '80s. I'm
1: well, glad like, you brought it up. It's heartbreaking. Incredible. It's
0: like a kneecapping movie. You know. So and
1: led by led by a woman too. So yeah. this story it is based on was what, written by. The insanely named Carol Amen.
0: Yes, by the way. Who is now frisking Jesus?
1: She is based on her story. However, the screenplay was written by a
0: dude. With with so. the director. The director also wrote Did it. She co-wrote it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: So, um, but I I you know, like I was very like I said, I was very I think the movie is very well directed. It's very well acted, especially from um Jane Alexander.
0: So yeah, this there, is a there like a, is one I was thing very working, surprised by this movie. There's one thing mm-hmm. working heavily against it. Yeah. James Horner.
1: Yeah, the the score.
0: He is yeah. I, I think he thinks he's doing the score for a Steven Spielberg coming of age mm-hmm. movie. Because there's right. a lot of whimsy in the score, and uh kids are dying right. left and right. Earth sucks. And he's got this like mystical whimsiness going on. Oops. Now I forgot well, I thing forgot is, he, he died. He, he
1: would, he was a late ad, because originally they scored this with um, the help from the band Craftwork, and then they brought Horner in. Yeah, I, I, um, Did I he think die?
0: The temp track was Yakety Sax.
1: Speaking of Horner, by the way, William Devane, when his wife starts to journal, you know? Did he really pass away?
0: Yeah, he died bad, James Horner.
1: I don't understand. Okay, He
0: died in a bad way, as opposed to those good not- deaths. No, I'm serious. I didn't joke. know he I didn't know he was dead, first of all. Okay. Secondly, I didn't <clears throat> know he died shitty. He died shit. What are you
1: talking about? He's,
0: he crashed his plane into the fucking middle of the woods in in 2005. So he 15. is not he is not scoring Avatar. Anymore.
1: 2015.
0: Yeah, he dived out.
1: Uh only a young man, 61, pretty young. His turboprop aircraft with registration number. I don't need that, Wikipedia. <laughs> crashed into the last. Los Padres National Forest. It
0: says as atonement for his score and Testament.
1: Oh, register. Why would they put the registration number of his plane on Wikipedia? Why do we need to know that? Like, why is that something we need to capture for all
0: eternity? There's that, by there's the way, that, guys, that one non-believer is like, I ain't going to believe this happened unless there's a registration number there.
1: In case you're in an Applebee's trivia night, here's. Um, so,
0: who is obviously in a movie like this? It's very hard when there is no antagonist to keep ratcheting up the tension. Yeah. So how do you do that? You get the old battery stealer in there.
1: Yeah, the a kid that's kind of a ruffian, uh, kind of an overweight kid. Yeah, he, 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 he steals batteries. He later breaks into their house, steals yeah. a bike.
0: They make him super hateable in a minimal amount of time. They've actually really nailed mm-hmm. it. And my thing... Kind of th- like... What?
1: Kind of like the baddies, the robbers in Moonfall, taking advantage of the apocalyptic situation.
0: There's always going to be those people. The how long of a period does this take place over, in your estimation? I mean, it seems like it's like at least eighty plus days or so. Okay, so with the sh- the shortage of supplies, that kid doesn't lose a pound, ruffian. No, he, he, thought, mm, he if, doesn't. If there's gonna be one upside to this devastation. Maybe he throw a few fats off.
1: Well, that's another thing. Is that <clears throat> nobody really looks that unhealthy every once in a while. Towards the end of the film, Lucas
0: Haas looks pretty unhealthy. Yeah,
1: in his really? last scene. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, you know, they're they're mostly looked the same the whole time, except at the end. I think they they muss up Jane Alexander's hair a little bit. Um, anyway, so one of the kids, they they sit down for breakfast. Lucas Haas, I think, says, "I hate breakfast." That's why I had to turn the TV off. I can't.
0: It's Super zoom though. He's like, he mom, in, mom, mom, says, would you, "Mom, can I zoom in for a minute?" All right, Wait, we right.
1: didn't. So we didn't talk about this yet. Also oh, by the surviving. way, <laughs> let's call out the cereal box on the table. Did you notice what kind of cereal that they were eating? No, it's a big um, love of mine for our show is seeing what cereal these characters are eating. This family, they love themselves some Nutri-Grain cereal. All
0: right,
1: that's their go-to. At least that's for this week. No wonder they and didn't have
0: the. Their... An- <laughs> no wonder they have the antibodies to fight off this <laughs> shit.
1: NutraGrain cereal is that a is that a favorite of yours from back in the eighties? No. I would have been like, get the fuck Mom. out of here. <laughs> this is why I was said I would have been at the end of my rope and said, Mom, go fucking loot me some Cookie Crisp, you know? <laughs> anyway, so Pac Man, the, the the neighbor kid shows up, Lenny or whatever, got a Pac Man t shirt on with mm-hmm. an iron on patch, right? I don't know. One of the kids has a Pac Man cover, right? Uh, bed cover. I, it's just. This is like in the middle of Pac-Man Mania in this country. This when this was shot, right? I mean yeah. that that's perfect. When it was released, ha-
0: it was after I'm thinking because it was such a short-lived thing.
1: And they remember there was the song Pac-Man, Pac-Man Fever. Pac-Man Fever.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Who's saying that? Bob Dylan. Was that James? Was that James Horner? Did he do Pac-Man Fever?
0: And they, you, you forgot. They also Pac-Man into the ground a lot in this movie. So you, there's a lot of references to Pac-Man.
1: <laughs> did you ever have any Pac-Man paraphernalia?
0: I absolutely did.
1: Like what? I don't remember if I had any.
0: I had I had a little ghost, like a little light up ghost, a, a rubberized version of all of them, of Pac Man, two dimensional, Pac Man and the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I had the game. Remember that Atari 2600 version of the game? Perfect a, reproduction. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Horrible, but it's still amazing. Face still one amazing direction the
0: entire time, mouth did not yeah. open and close.
1: Yeah. You could back, you can back over the, you can back over the little. Yeah. What are they? The power
0: pellets. He's ass eating. Yeah, it's like, and it <laughs> well, made this horrible sound too. It didn't even sound yeah, like, wah, 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 like yeah. when he would eat something, it would conk conk.
1: Yeah, and then they had like the very blocky little fruit and pretzels and stuff. Yeah. It, it was fine though. I, I I played the hell out of it. Remember that people would play Pac Man for like twenty four hours. Like they would remember the people that were like the Pac Man legends, and mm-hmm. there'd be stories of like their friends would hold like pizza in front of them as they kept playing, you know, for them to eat. <laughs> You yeah, remember these? Of course. I always dreamed that I would go so far in a game like that that people would have to like feed me, break off of a Whopper or something, or shove fries into my mouth. Let's take was... a
0: quick detour. I'm going to read some lyrics to you. Okay. I got a pocket full of quarters, and I'm headed to the arcade. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm bringing everything I made. I've got a callus on my finger, and my shoulder's hurting too. I'm going to eat them all up just as soon as they turn blue.
1: Is this William Devane talking in the scene? Is this, is this his dialogue that was cut? They name check the
0: fucking ghosts in this song. Pinky? Pokey? Pinky? Pokey is mentioned. Blinky is mentioned. Pokey is not one. It's Pinky. I, I'm not gonna are you gonna doubt the work of Buckner and Garcia?
1: Pinky, Blinky, Inky, and who's the fourth one?
0: I guess Pokey. What? I won't allow it. Well, he says Pokey and he says speedy. He says Pokey. He says blinky.
1: I didn't know Pokey was one. I, I would I swear I thought it was Pinky. In Japan, they're okay, blah, blah blah. Their English names are Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. So, was he getting? It, the, didn't didn't was, oh. it
0: didn't have a different name in Japan? The character, yeah,
1: they jump, yeah, not they,
0: Jumpman. What was it called? There was a name for it. Jumpman was Mario.
1: I don't know. They, they talk about Scott Pilgrim in Japan. They started as Fickle Chaser, Ambusher, and Stupid. All right, this is get we're getting into the weeds. But what I want to tell you before we jump off this Pac Man thing, they had a Pac Man show, a cartoon. Do you remember this? From Pac Mountain. And, nope. um, and it was like, it was too much. Like all you really want to, see, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I just, I just want to see Pac-Man in the maze. Like, you know, I want to, that's what I want to see. Right. But it was like, he was in a, he was like a working stiff in a neighborhood. He had a wife. Are you kidding? Oh, and you just want to, don't you just want to see him in the maze getting running for his life? And they yeah. had him in a, in a, like a, a, you know, I don't know, a single family home. I don't, you know, that's, it just threw me off.
0: Now they should have had an episode where the testament happens to that neighborhood. <laughs> Pagman's got a very blinky, you know. Uh,
1: there's so they go to church and they have a town meeting because you know no one knows what to do and um, and, and everybody's angry and there's a priest and the the kind of the police chief there and they're they're telling people what's doing. This doctor stands up and he starts not knowing um, shit. He starts to say that you know we don't really know about the fallout situation here, but. You know, we don't know how bad it's going to be. We have no way to measure it. He goes, but here are some of the symptoms you can expect. He lists them off: you know, vomiting, uh, weakness, all this stuff. Lists them up, and then the last thing he says is it can lead to hair loss. And then, did you notice the state of his head of hair? <laughs> Bald as a dream. And you know, he was, you know, he had, he had the sidewalls. But do you think, as soon as he said that, I think it would have been funny if the whole town started screaming and the church <laughs> ran, they um,
0: frankenstein him to death. Yeah, just burn him out.
1: It's already happening. Um
0: I'm glad you mentioned Bald as the Dream, because let's pour one out for the the lovely Fred Ward. Why
1: is that related to Fred Ward? Bald as a dream?
0: That's where it came from. I was talking about Henry and June.
1: That's right. That is right, which I've never seen that movie.
0: Well, why would you? It's shit. But yeah, I said first, he's is it the first
1: PG thirteen movie, right? Uh NC seventeen.
0: PG Oh, 1st first,
1: first NC17. I'm sorry. Of course. I said yeah, I said it was Bald <laughs> as a dream. That's right. Yeah, Fred Ward, man. What an amazing uh, career, I love him. You love him. Uh, you know, I think the last thing he showed up and that I remember was the um, True Detective season two. He played like what's his face's dad in that. That's right. I thought it was concert. Justified,
0: but it was True Detective season. That was right. Yeah. He showed up
1: in the bar sometimes. Yeah. And that. Yeah, and I, I was always excited. Remember when they were going to do that Tremors TV show? I think he was going to show back up on that. Uh, yeah. What a what a great actor. And I made me nostalgic for Rima Williams, guess I haven't seen is the theater.
0: Is Joel Gray in that? I think so.
1: So I, the only thing I remember about Remo Williams is that he, at one point, either he or somebody jumps into a pile of dirt or sand.
0: I remember him dodging bullets or something too.
1: Like straight, like head first, and yeah. goes into it. And put, I remember someone gets shot in the eye in that too.
0: Have we done any Fred Ward movies yet? We have. yes was he in Southern Comfort?
1: No, Uncommon yeah. Valor. Yeah, and he was in that. We did both of those.
0: I don't think he was in Southern Comfort.
1: He, was he not in Southern Comfort? I know he was sure? an uncommon
0: valor. I was trying to think about classic performances of his, and he's more a steady Eddie. I don't think he's got like a, a lot of standouts. But to me, Miami Blues is is my my go to for him.
1: He was absolutely in Southern Comfort. I think he played a bad guy in Southern Comfort.
0: I won't have it. He had a knife in it.
1: Yeah, he he, he he's done.
0: Yeah, he's in there.
1: But but what's um, your
0: what's your if you had to pick one one Fred Ward performance?
1: I mean, I love him. I love him so much in Tremors for sure. Um, I'd say that. I guess I'd say Tremors. Uh no, you love Miami Blues, and I'd that's that's a that's one I'd pick too. It's it's a tie for me between those two.
0: All right, so the the family's dying, everybody's dying.
1: Not yeah. for a while though; they still have the play somehow. And this play is like a rat play. It's called the Rats of Hamlin or something. It's and, a Pied Piper thing, right? Yeah, and then the kids are playing and performing this play, and it's got a packed audience. And they cut to the, the which I thought was sad. They they cut to the the people in the audience, and they're all they're in tears over this stupid play with the kids, but they all realize this is this is normal. This is what should be happening, but it's probably the last time it's going to be happening. You know, the world's ending.
0: Can I zoom in? That was a sweet scene. Sweet scene. Mm-hmm. On the on the uh stage decoration they misspelled the name of the town and somebody had to add a little E. You notice that?
1: I know. Yeah I did. Yeah apparently it's Hamlin. It's like H A M E L I N is right. that right. yeah. Yep. I think Ham Hamlin was my D character without the E though. Right.
0: <clears throat> and without the pulse.
1: When does Costner this is, another, this is a song I was singing during this.
0: That's very shortly after things start to go awry. They see Costner walking with a drawer, dresser drawer.
1: He said, you know, That's what I was singing. I was singing a Smith song. You, are you familiar with? No. Girlf- Girlfriend in a Coma by the Smiths? No. I was singing, Costner in a raincoat. I know. I know it's serious. And it was, Nick, because his baby was gone, and he was about to bury it in a drawer. And poor Jane Alexander is trying to comfort him. And it does not work because what a
0: nightmare scenario for that young family.
1: Costner good in that scene, by the way.
0: Yeah. He's great in that scene. And he wa- looks like he's walking into traffic mm-hmm. and he's kind of walks aimlessly into the road. Nobody's driving around because they're all suck. But yeah, it's, um, that's a good some,
1: scene. There's some cat feeding drama at the house. The kids are, the, the young girl wants to fight to feed a cat, a stray cat, but the kids are trying to hang on to the last remaining food. And the mom has to be like, Hey, we need to conserve the food for people. And then the daughter, pouts in some Oshkosh um, and some Oshkosh-pagosh. As soon she's not pouting she, at all. Then the movie makes an ins- kind of a sad and insane choice in two ways. Let's hear it. So the mom goes to comfort the daughter oh, who, God, has put, <laughs> who has put pictures of her dad all over her room, which is actually very sad, I think. and um, It's sad because it's William Devane. But if you notice, this is why it's insane from a movie-watching perspective, is that they have gotten a elementary school picture of one William Devane and framed it and put it on that wall Nick. (laughs) A what it looks like a six year old William Devane. Did you not notice this picture front and center?
0: I just thought she had a wizard of Oz poster. I
1: totally missed that. (sighs) It's an insane choice. He looks incredible as a six year old. That's not the insane
0: choice I thought you were talking about.
1: A boy with the future. I'd say if I, if I spied that school picture, um, no, there is an insane bit of dialogue that does happen a little bit later on. Oh, then this is when the kid starts to bury, she goes missing, and this is where young Lucas House buries his He-Man figures in the cemetery, which was very sweet. Uh, I thought that it was nice that Orko gave the eulogies. and um,
0: I, I thought it was unfortunate that they got sued by Mattel for defamation.
1: Do you think they wanted Star Wars figures and they were like, nah, so they got well, He-Man? They, they got a
0: Beatles song in the movie, though, so...
1: They did and it was the Beatles was it the Beatles it was them right it wasn't a Beatles cover band It sounded like the Beatles it sounded like a
0: like a an audio tape version of the Beatles
1: Oh my loving that one right mm-hmm. It's a good one the early early Beatles They're dancing to it of course the So one thing the movie does that's I think a nice touch and very sad is to kind of commemorate at first to commem- like kind of show you that people died they show this old like home movie footage of them and so they do that when Lucas Haas passes on, they show Devane doing some weird thing with like an arrow, like biting an arrow or something, which I thought was weird. And then they have this sweet scene of the mom and the son dancing to the Beatles, and they cut to them in happier times dancing outside the house. And When they did that, I thought the mom died. I was like, oh, is the mom gone now? But I think it it, it didn't necessarily signify that the characters have passed an on. Ex- she was just a, using An it.
0: extra special kudos to Ray Charles for his dance choreography for that sequence. <laughs> Rough.
1: Didn't your mom... Rough did your form. mom ever try to? Did your like my mom always would try to teach me to
0: dance, and I'd always get embarrassed. I hate dancing, and I hated mm-hmm. watching people dance. And my mom liked to so dance. So. My mom
1: was a she loved to dance, and so she and she was pretty good. And she'd always try to get me to dance with her, and I would be so embarrassed. And later, whenever I needed to be dancing in situations that that I could have used some skill, I would always like kind of be mad at myself that I didn't take her up on her. On her impromptu lessons, I'm a bad dancer. Nick is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. I'm I, a shy dancer.
0: I don't think white people have any. They shouldn't be allowed to dance. I think that's that's where I draw the line.
1: Well, can I give? Can I flag that with an exception?
0: Okay. Kevin Bacon and Channing that's Tatum it. and Channing Tatum.
1: I'll, I'll allow it. And yeah, Sam Channing. Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell walking even. Nah,
0: fuck walking. I don't give a fuck about. Let's him do four. Let's
1: just allow four.
0: Fuck Walken's dancing. I'll give it to Travolta. Oh, fuck Walken's dancing. If you ever fucking say it again.
1: I don't even want to hear you say it. Because I'll come back to this podcast a week later and continue our discussion. I'll give you a, a brief
0: time off. Channing Tatum, Travolta, Rockwell, Walken. and, and no, the, who's the first one you said? Kevin Bacon. Who's not even a mm-hmm. dancer? Uh, no, Kenny Wormald. Now we're talking.
1: <laughs> How's Wormald's COVID going? Okay. How's he doing?
0: Does he have a roof over his head?
1: Does he still act? Did he ever? Do you remember how you would say his name every time it yeah, came up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you please gift us? Kenny uh-huh. Werbel! A
0: uh-huh.
1: Chud and a, 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 a not only a Chud, I'd say a movie microscope legend. Can I get a witness? Can I get anyway? So Lucas Haas dies horrifically. He by getting
0: his ass only his ass washed in the sink. Couldn't fit the rest in there. He, uh... what is in the what 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 is that murky fluid in the sink at that point? That's that, that's what grossed me out.
1: It's his poops, Nick. Yeah, he has a he has a poop in the sink. Okay. Oh. His diarrhea in there. Oh. I mean, all right. So that's bad. And then he bleeds from the bum, and that's not good either.
0: See, I wasn't Poor sure. Kid. That's what that was. That was the bloods.
1: Well, she she puts a towel on him, and she turns around, and his it's it's a white towel, and it's very red where his bottom is. Poor kid.
0: Okay, so that's the ass blood
1: scene. Hmm. Okay. And he says uh, to his mom, he's like, "This, this is normal, right? This is fine." What's happening is good. There's a toy. Growing
0: there's, a, up. there's a toy for this, right?
1: And the mom says, "No, he's there's a, a toy for this." He's, I. He's as like, as mom, we "Why I have Pac-Man fever?" As we joke, our, as we joke our way through the scene, it is a very well done and very sad scene, and very well acted by these two actors. Obviously, Lucas was like five in this. She sings to him and cradles him. It's it's horrible. I, I, I don't know. Let's make some more jokes and, about and it. Then, <laughs> it's hard to
0: take. And then what's awful next is next thing. She's frantically going around the house, frantically losing her mind, searching in weird places and all that. You don't know why. And mm-hmm. then they, she goes outside and fucking her kids are, have dug a grave. The blanket wrapped body of Lucas Haas is, is waiting to be buried and she can't find his favorite teddy bear. That makes it even yeah. more horrible.
1: It's horrible, but yeah, obviously she doesn't into the priest comes over. The priest
0: could go fuck himself in this movie. He shows up, starts delivering, like, emotionlessly delivering his eulogy is his words without even paying attention to the needs of the he's family. He's shell-shocked, Nick. He's shell- gonna, shell-shocked. Yeah, he's, he's fucked up. He's he fucked up.
1: And you know, the, here's the thing about the priest. Very handsome. Handsome priest could, alert. And he, he gets a little bit of kissy at the end, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm thinking, last, though? the last he, man standing.
0: He had the look of a guy whose hair was about to go bad. It looked like this was maybe the last chance before his hair went rough.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't seen him lately. I don't know who this actor is. Can't zoom in. I can't zoom in that hard. Anyway, you know, as time's progressing, I think in the cemetery scene or something, when he's burying these figures, Costner and De Mornay stop by to say goodbye, you know, through like, they're kind of talking and um, saying they're leaving town and, you know, obviously De Mornay and, um, jane alexander those character characters work together a little bit and they know each other neighbors and demora said hey i just want to stop by to let you know that the hottest person in town's leaving just if you get the word out that i'm gone and that you know all the other women here might have a shot now at, at being the hottest now that i'm leaving and costner was like i just wanted to let you know that the hottest man in town is leaving so any anybody could step up now hottest couple out we're gone, and they're like, "You guys need a. If you guys want to have a vote, vote another couple in. You know, do you know separate votes from for hottest guy, hottest gal. It's fine. We're out of here. But if you could somehow get us information, we'll ha- we'll be we hooked up on the ham radio. Get Henry Apphart to tell us who won. Yeah.
0: If you got some spare time, can you visit our daughter's grave? Because we're um, leaving that behind. I see, the, where the hell are you going to go? It's like you can't leave town and escape the the, the memories because you sound, everywhere you, you go,
1: like. You sound like Meg Tilly and Body Snatchers. Where are you going to go?
0: It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me.
1: Where are you going to hide? They do leave her. One thing that they let you know is that the cemetery is full. They started started burning dead bodies. Anyway, so this is close to the conversation that I think that you were wanting to talk about between mother and daughter. I
0: don't know if I want to, but let's just get it out of the way.
1: The mom and daughter have a heart-to-heart, and the daughter asks what's it like to have sex basically? Because she's like, I know that I'm not going to get a chance to, by the so way, the mom was like
0: spot on. Mm-hmm. She, she nailed it with that, with that estimate.
1: The mom says, well, pretty quick. I mean, your dad's in and out time to journal. Um, yeah, she says that she does, she has a pretty good explanation. She says, um, have you seen, seen society? <laughs> Cause it's similar to what's going on in that movie. You've heard of the shunting, right? I mean, that's, So what did you think of that scene? She's like for the man. It's a very memorable scene here.
0: She's like it's like sitting on an upturned lawnmower. No, I mean, mean, what do you mean? It's 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 it's, she's yeah she she basically it's sad, but it's also I don't want to know. I don't want to hear this conversation. Sounds sounds like I'm eavesdropping.
1: It's like sometimes it's like you're, She says something about how she didn't expect to fall in love with Devane because his shape and size, and and then she says like it's like having one body, one body with Devane.
0: (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's his. New, that's his new show. His new workout show, right? One body with Devane.
1: Mm-hmm. She's talking about filling up space, and the daughter's like, "All right, enough." It, she's like looking out the window. There's another nuclear bomb coming because I could use. She's
0: like, and then there's break the nuclear- from
1: this conversation.
0: And then let me tell you about the cleanup.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's an interesting conversation. It's sad, and then then how they tell you that that daughter died is also so sad and horrible. Like you see her, the mom like splitting sheets and you're like oh what is she like doing and then she's wrapping her daughter up with these with her her bed sheets it's it's horrible and somehow still talking about sex like she the conversation's not over and um no it's it's a it's a terrible terrible scene thanks for uh thanks for this nick it's a good it's a good way to end the weekend not gonna argue and then and then the worst thing in the movie happens mako's dead Mom licks uh, peanut butter off of a knife. It just grossed me out for some reason. Do you notice the same way?
0: When she loses a, a lock of hair, Jane Allen. Chaos.
1: I did notice that, yeah.
0: That's a, that's, a, that's a telltale sign that you're on the way out.
1: She does celebrate a birthday, her son's birthday, by putting three graham crackers spread with peanut butter and candles in the middle.
0: Is that before or after they almost kill themselves? I think it's That's after. before. That's before, are you sure?
1: Yeah, there's if you're gonna almost kill kill yourselves, you don't go. It doesn't, it's not time for Graham Cracker birthday. No, I think, you know?
0: I think because she talks herself off the ledge. I think that's the last scene. Is there having the, dream? Um, I think, the after maybe
1: the you might be right. I I think it's, I think this is, I think suicide happens after maybe, maybe I don't know, but yeah, there, that's a scene when you know, like you said, Mako's kid comes to stay with them and she gets her son and this kid in a car and they go in the garage and they turn the car on and. She can't go through with it. And she apologizes to her son, who also knows what's going on.
0: Yeah, her son. So I was telling you about this kid gives a really sensitive performance. Like, so this is kind of, he keeps going to visit the ham radio guy.
1: Henry uh, Aphart. He Put some of, respect on his name.
0: He's like a character out of a Stephen King book. Uh, he... Mm-hmm. The kid is very hands-on with him, like hugging him and all that kind of stuff, like very touchy with him. Yeah. And then he goes there, and for some reason, Henry's not around. Strange. I don't know where he, he must be on a vacation. And then when he's in the car with uh, Hiroshi, he's kissing his shoulder. He's like... Hiroshi... Like, he's like, this kid is hugging Hiroshi and kissing his shoulder. That's a a very, them. you know... They're, they're very... They were in touch with their feelings. Yes. They buried a lot of the people.
1: And so then it, has, it does have a happy ending, right? I think... Tell me. Oh, no, everybody dies. Never mind. I was. I forgot that part. It ends with that mom saying that we have to remember. That's a weird um, speech she gives. That's the yes, so that's, the,
0: that's the birthday candle. Yeah, she's giving that speech over the birthday.
1: Show. Okay, so they do have that after. the.
0: She's like, would you guys like to kill each other in a car or get a birthday candle?
1: Is it when she hands her son the, the birthday cracker, he's like, let's take another shot at the car thing. What do you think?
0: Round like, two? He's like, these are totally contaminated, right? Yeah. Grain Crackers sued the production. But, yeah. Then
1: William, Devane, then William Devane opens the door. He's like, I'll take one of those birthday crackers.
0: Yeah. Then they play Yakety Sax again. You say after the credits, it's sweet. <laughs> it's a Look, sweet. you mm-hmm. buried all your kids. What else are you going to do with the rest of your evening? Let's get a tattoo to commemorate that fine film testament. So what do you put on your skins? I
1: and mean, There's no other option for me. On my shoulder, I get a close-up of Devane's hair nice. with cornflakes in it. <laughs> just his as, just as hair. I wouldn't. No, I don't need a divine face. I just need his. He's got like a. How would you describe his head of hair?
0: It's quite formidable. I would say it's Kennedy-esque to me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I would have at the top of the hill. I would have a skeleton on a bike with its arms raised in victory, and then halfway up down the hill, I'd have another skeleton, a smaller skeleton, pushing a bike dejectedly up the hill. Right. And then, and then, atop the hill behind the guy is a is a house, and on the porch. Sitting in a rocking chair is an even older skeleton watching. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Wow. It's intricate.
0: So somebody sees that. It's a a full body tat. They're like, it's like a, that is a a mural. That's like a, is that Testament? And is that the characters in their current state? (laughs) I think it's sort of that.
1: I thought it was nice that one way that the son, after his dad's missing, it connects with his dad is that he gets better at that bike. And he, and he uses it all the time. I mean, not that they have much choice, but he does get better. And and that's part of how he's connecting with his dad. It's it's sweet. And this movie, I like this movie, I have to say. I don't know why. It's a good movie. It's, it's good, but I don't need it. But it's good. It's well done. <laughs> the battery thief steals
0: his bike at one point, so he has to use dad's bike. He, and he has to get his dad's bike out. Right. Yeah. And I thought that. I was like, well, he's got a spare bike. And he doesn't have a spare uh-huh. dad, so it's perfect. Look, the film's ended credits have rolled mm-hmm. and now there's a little treat at the end a little stinger that they've left for you mine's easy cuts away there's a bomb shelter and you see the the metal the, the rotating the, the, you know, the wheel mm-hmm. turning 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 crank door opens a crack and who but William Devane's head pops out <laughs> and he looks left and right and he looks towards the camera and goes am I single
1: <laughs> well. You you must have saw a different post credit scene than I did. Did did they do this like Clue where there's yeah. different endings? Yes. Because my pet my because they they get a lot of
0: repeat business.
1: My my um ending also involved William Devane, but it was uh, you see someone with their legs up in an armchair smoking a cigar, blowing smoke to the ceiling, and then a woman comes in holding a newborn and trailing from, another from kid. alien
0: resurrection.
1: No, and and uh she, honey. Have you heard any have you heard any updates he's like we're safe here we're fine it's a second family Nick he has a second family and he picked them over his other one that's great that bastard but he made it it's nice to know he's safe
0: look escrow's found a hole and you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to testament What shape would that Oh, a sequel pick? yeah
1: I mean this is that's when you can really go wild with the idea testament to uh, kaiju and all the, all the <laughs> nuclear fallout is like made all of the you know, all this radiations made all these gigantic creatures. Right. Yep. And that's it. Right. And so then the costner and de Mornay, as they drive, they're, they're driving out, they're trying to relocate. Now they got a battle. I don't know what what kind of kaiju. I don't. Know, you know what I'm talking about. They, they, is that right? Am I am I using kaiju right? Yep. Aren't they the gigantic yep monsters? Yeah. That's that's where that's what a, my sequel would be. People
0: would pay to see those two in a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Mine's called Testament Again. Turns out that we actually fired upon ourselves. Huge mistake. Oh, man. Glitching the software. Malfunction. Sorry guys. Yeah. Oops. So they, they get their the their top remaining programmers and they create safeguards so that this can never happen again. We still have plenty of missiles left to fire. We don't right. want things to go bad. And, and just to demonstrate how safe this new product is, we're going to show you. So they lift the switch, they press the button, no missiles go off, but they open the silos, but no missiles shoot out. And they're like, see, told you. Meanwhile, Russia is using a spy satellite. They see those silos open, they fire it all. <laughs> they launch out. I assume a mutually assured destruction Averted in this situation. There's a guy, Wait, in Prague sipping a, you know, hot coffee, just beautiful weather, mm. birds chirping, unaware that America is a smoldering shit pile.
1: Let me ask you this. When did war games come out?
0: 84, five.
1: So this really was like at the height of like
0: nuclear panic.
1: Yeah, I guess so. We're well, not at the height, but I guess the eighties version of the height of this
0: panic. We um, can pinpoint to the precise moment that we reached peak awareness is when Sting asked the question that he hopes the Russians love their children too.
1: Sting really, yeah, he nailed it, didn't he? Sting's
0: still out there doing it. Still out there not wearing shoes. Gordon Sumner. Is that his name? I think so. Fantastic. Look, you've been given some coins Mm -hmm. to have your own product, business or whatever associated with Testament. What you can do.
1: I do a speak and spell nuclear winter edition. (laughs) So every time that you try to play with it, it would go,
0: what's the point,
1: you know, (laughs) that's it it would just have it would just say very
0: few things. So it's, it's basically would, it's basically my aunts in New York talking.
1: You would you would turn it on it would go you'd start tapping on this little keyboard and go no <laughs> <laughs> Turn me off forever.
0: <laughs> shouldn't you be bearing a child?
1: So that's, that's what I would I'd invest heavily in that. Yeah. Keeps
0: auto-correcting skyscraper to shallow grave. <laughs> um, I would create scented burial blankets. If you're ushering somebody into the goodbye, at least it's a, mm. it's a nice scent. It's like a freshness. There's a freshness to it so that your memory is right. intact and all that. And sure. it's, it's a pretty airtight business model. We sell three sizes, adult male, adult female, mm. and Lucas Haas. For so three sizes, Haas H A A S two A's. Like right. the uh is that, is that, is that the uh, Easter egg painting thing? Is that what that's called?
1: It's pot P A S
0: P A A S okay. like Pass. Okay, okay. I think I thought it'd be great if he was in line to you know inhale the the the, the, the fortunes of the uh, amazing egg yeah. painting business.
1: See, like a little bit of a Lothario Lucas Haas. Like, see, like is he out there like just you know just cutting it up? Crushing it or what's going on with him? I mean, I hope he is for his sake. Like what's his personal life? Like, like I got to know. Is he a married man? Does he have kids? Like what's happening with him? Is he a forever bachelor? I got to know. He aged weird. <laughs> it's this huge zoom. The, he has a music career on February 25th, 2011. The media announced that Haas had released a musical collaboration with Isabel Lucas another actress, right? Whatever. Called made for you.
0: Yeah, he's getting really um, Harry Dean Stanton in his old age.
1: He's only 46, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, that's what it says. Is he on social media? Like, what's going on with him? I don't know. He does look a little bit like Harry Dean Stanton. I feel like this, we're due for a, a Haas resurgence. We had it. We had it already. What do you mean? Rick. No, that was too long ago. We need a resurgence. He's had. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's active on Insta. Don't worry. Well, sort of active on Instagram.
0: He's in he's in Babylon, the big uh, the big movie with Brad Pitt and uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, Damien Chazelle's new one.
1: Wait, what does this say on his? Oh my God, I'm looking at one of his pictures, and it says Nick Nunziata posted, "You died like a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> in testament. I mean, are you trolling Lucas Haas on his Instagram account, Nick? That's insane.
0: There's a picture of him. It's at, 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 at uh, Sundance skiing. More yeah. like Lucas Hoth.
1: Are you still feeding a Skeletor cereal, <laughs> you dumb fuck? Nick, get off of his Instagram.
0: Yeah. It's terrible. I found the bear, bitch. All right. <laughs> so, look, you've been inserted into the running time of Testament. You're a yeah. character in this noise. What shape does your performance take? I'm an opportunist. Okay. hundred
1: percent. And I'm selling candy to these grief-stricken, the grief-stricken citizenry of this town. And I'm selling a specific candy. I don't know if you're familiar with it called Twix. And I'm selling the individual Twix bars. I got them wrapped mm-hmm. in plastic bags, one bar, because you know I'm doubling my profits. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why how I make. That's how I'm, I'm rich. I sell them for five bucks a pop. The kids have to go get their pull on their parents' sleeves, and then you know the dad comes out of the house. It's like you know we only have only have three bucks. I'm like, well, then you don't have no Twix. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. It's $5, right? And that's what I'm going around. And I stole, I looted all the stores. There's no, you can't find Twix. Like you can find every other candy, but Twix is gone, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, that's you, me. I'm you like... also bought all the rips and you, you put periods between the letters and started handing them out too.
1: <laughs> I don't think rips existed oh, back then.
0: Thanks for playing along though. I appreciate it.
1: I don't think, I don't think, zoom in, rips existed back then. <laughs> Twix did though. Hashtag rips existed. yeah that's what i I would do you know i bet you the rips are a very modern phenomenon and i've started a rumor in town that if you eat twix that it'll cut down on the radiation levels in your body (laughs) and everybody believes it because the town's dumb and i up my price to ten dollars a bar and you know people can't pay so i got a gang of people working for me now you know what i'm saying they're they're paying me through labor i got a i got a system you know what i'm saying yeah 2003 what
0: rips was created i am a doomsday prepper okay i've been been waiting for this moment literally my entire adult life unfortunately i'm a doomsday prepper so when the bomb goes off i'm actually not in my sacred you know sacred vault i'm actually drinking a chorus banquet with my cousin at a shithole bar uh daydreaming about my cousin who i'm smitten with ever since she wore that bikini at the family reunion i'm like Man, I like I like, I want to fuck my cousin. <laughs> the,
1: I was like just jumping there and assuming it, but I'm glad that you said it because I just want to make sure you, you clarified, and, and that's good. Just to hear it out loud. So- I was like, I think that's what he means, but if he could just say it, like and underline it somehow.
0: Getting s- slowly drunk on chorus banquets, wishing that Mick Ultra was already available in the world, but but then I realized, oh shit, I like my cousin. I'm a doomsday prepper, mm-hmm. and I'm incinerated forever.
1: Oh, okay. So you you're not even in the town. You're in like what? You're in the middle of the city or something? I'm, I mean,
0: no. I'm in a Podunk because I'm a I'm mm. a I'm the person that would be a doomsday prepper. So obviously, okay. I want to have sex with my cousin. Raw right, dog. I want a raw dog. I also am just a, very a illiterate. Details yeah, it. but I I I do have a a, a go bag. Look, Testament mm. has washed over us all. We want to bring a little bit of that to the world. Like carry a little bit in your personal life some sort of a ritual or mantra or whatever it may be. How are you going to incorporate Testament into your routine? It's a good question. Mine's easy. Yeah. Whenever I hear the slightest noise, I dive under a table.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's
0: it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the, I'm
1: just going to try to remember this movie in a very, in a way that it, it affects me the way that kind of reminds me of it. That kind of goes against the grain of what I'm used to, which is the bunch about five pillows up, in my hand and then just shove them under my head and sleep on just this pile of spider webs of, of pillows. <laughs> Good term. Whatever is happening, that you know, first of all, I hate two pillows on my bed. Like if I have two pillows, like my we have four pillows on our bed and we each get two. And every night I drop one of those damn pillows on the ground. I can't I can't with two pillows. I can't even with two pillows.
0: God, we can't do um, we're so opposite.
1: So if to remember this movie like to say to jar my comfort i'm going to shove about five pillows under there i'm sleeping in a 90 degree angle you know by the
0: way we need to say this film is available just to watch on showtime
1: it is yes or you can rent it for 4 dollars on itunes like i did
0: when i go to a hotel room not a pillow goes unused if there's two beds with four pillows on each bed, all eight of those pillows are on my bed.
1: How do you sleep? I don't understand. Like, I, I don't, it's, it's if the pillows are by you, but how do you there, sleep on top of that? I just create like pillows?
0: a little a little space, a little place, like a little cute nest for myself.
1: That's fine if you create a nest or a barrier, but I'm talking about how many are near your head or, or your or your head? Max, are max your head?
0: one, because at, at this age, mm-hmm. neck problems start to creep in if, if, if it's yeah. an angle that sucks.
1: Yeah, my wife will do too. And I'm like, I just don't understand how it's happening. That's
0: not even a human thing to do. Mm -mm. Listen to Mike Lindelman. He knows. Look, you're on a goddamn island. You've been there for all these many years gathering debris from various films. And now it's time to take something from Testament with you.
1: I'm taking um, Devane's 10 speed. But that's not the only thing I'm taking. Because I think once you take the bike. (laughs) Once you take the bike, you get to take something else with you. You get to take his bragging about his 18 minute time. Oh my God, I forgot about and that. And so I'll be doing that on my island. I'll be riding my my bike and I'll just turn to anything within earshot, which should probably be a crab or a seagull or something. I'll be like, 18 minutes. I did it. I got 18 minutes, Mike. I'll call everything Mike. Mike, I got 18 minutes. I did it. I don't know what he's talking about. Like he, he says, 18 minutes. It's says circuit. It's certainly not a mile. You can't brag about So what did he do in 18 minutes? He never specified, right? His circuit, I guess. So I that's what I would do. I'd 18 minutes it.
0: And then he, he remember when he gets back home, he says he goes to Jane Alexander, he goes eighteen minutes. She goes, yeah, I know what you're not talking about. <laughs> and then the daughter says, "Tell me more. Tell me about his pelvic thrust into you as a as their as your hips collide and create life. Uh, it's like you're one person. And then for a while, one of you is wetter than the other, covered in the goo of America. What the? Tell me more. Tell me what like what dad's sounds are like, and when he's walking in the bathroom, what what's what do you see? Like, what's visible? Does he have a, you know, is there a, a gap? Do you see balls through the gap?
1: <laughs> she, just, she just tend to get very descriptive. It is a little TMI, but you know she's trying to lay it out there, and from yeah. her personal experience, she's like she's like let's just dial it back a little bit. In high school, there was this guy,
0: you know. Yeah, he was a rough shot. But no, but no thing is knowing that the girl's never going to get it. And that there's no way she's gonna watch anything with it. Mm-hmm. See, he lays on he lays on his side, and an elf comes out of his uh, <laughs> his penis, and the elf sprinkles you know a candied a candied glaze on my belly, and it f- becomes baby shaped, and then uh, a group of seagulls sing, and you come forth like a majestic you know unicorn, and, and there's no gross stuff. You know, lie to her, like, right. you let her die with like a, a dream. Instead, she's like, like Yeah, I your said, dad. I like, they like, said,
1: there's you no know, gross stuff. Yeah. That sounded kind of gross. Yeah. She's like, but I, I feel you. Yeah. It's
0: like, once his pants got caught on his boner, and I couldn't. Daughter's like, Please stop. Stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think she ever said stop. She was, she was all ears, Nick.
0: It's like, uh, he was like, There's like dune up in this. Like, there was a, my my back was a ruckus On my island, there mm-hmm. are, speaking of seagulls, those guys are pesky bitches, seagulls. They are relentless.
1: They are. They're, yeah, he zoomed in for sure.
0: Yeah, they will—they will descend on some food like nobody's action.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just finally happy to hear some critique on seagulls in the show. <laughs> They've had it good for too long. We've—we we've, found—we haven't touched them for a low so many episodes. Finally, let's go hard on these. And fucks. I got am so sick of them.
0: I got to keep them at bay. By the way, there were seagulls in—in in our town recently. I get it. I place. get it.
1: Got to keep them at bay. I get it.
0: <laughs> there were what do you say? There were seagulls. They, what they always get displaced, like before the before the weather gets warm again. Mm-hmm. And there was this parking lot in uh, in Alpharetta that was just overrun with seagulls. there were obviously cross signals. They got it's like, there is no sea here, but they this this entire parking lot was seagull heaven for about three weeks. It's really cool.
1: Did you know that Steven Seagal is originally Steven Seagull? No, I'm not joking. I did not know that. He changed it. Yeah,
0: and where's he from?
1: <laughs> It's from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best news. It's the best news of, of one of my favorite things I learned in my life was that Steven Seagal is from Michigan. Yeah. And that he's a wild piece of shit. He is one of the worst human beings. Like he is such a bad person.
0: So I guess but these...
1: talented. I mean, I think we can agree. Super talented. Yeah. Makes so and much was... sense that he was in movies.
0: Seagulls are a pest. They're pesky, cause trouble, mm-hmm. and I need to defend myself. So stationed uh, near my my lounge chair on the beach is a box loaded with batteries, all sorts of assorted batteries. You yeah. name it, I got it. Shapes, colors. That, that box
1: was in the movie. The box right. was in the movie. The full of the, batteries.
0: Yep. That mm-hmm. boxes on my island, and nice. I will Charles I will Charles a battery at that. Those pesky seagulls comes near me. Oof, I'm gonna and I'm gonna special. I think the sea battery actually fits my my throwing style the best. And yeah. I will, I will just defend my honor relentlessly with C battery, or actually, I'll throw a double A, I'll throw a nine volt. I don't care. I'll throw yeah, but
1: it's a little bit poetic to throw a C battery at a seagull. You know, what I'm saying like there's right. something just that just rings true about that. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm
0: surgical with them, so I will alcohol, I, I will just throw those shits. I will mm-hmm. keep my my shit safe. I don't want them seagulls picking out the you know a piece of, of one the, of my prizes.
1: The thing I don't believe is you hitting an animal with a battery. I can't, you know, you would not do it. So would you just, hit, you scare them with them? Like, what would you do? Cause I, think, I can't, you're not, you're not, a. you know, you're not mean to animals or insta-
0: insects. I know, but if you come after my dirty minutes, you know, you can't, I can't let them get at my stuff. Like I got to protect. What's Wait a minute.
1: Mine. What, are they, what are the seagulls getting after?
0: Whatever, what I, they whatever, I, whatever I, whatever I prize, um, whatever my possessions I prize, they're trying to poke on in course i'm going to simmer a battery towards them
1: can you be more what do you mean Your dirty minutes <laughs> are you doing something on the island that's
0: attracting birds like i, I this? just think that that's some of the nature? things i've collected can be construed as food from a perspective or another to a, a, yeah. a, a wayfaring seagull and i and it's my job to protect what's mine i got castle doctrine dog throwing batteries okay. at them seagulls and if i hit one i gotta let them chips fall i will so, you know, i'm making an omelet you know put that seagull to rest
1: Knocking out birds on your island, you killing them? I hope not. You're knocking them out. Yeah, you hope not. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. I I, I try to create a family and a friendly environment on my island Mm -hmm. for all living creatures so then I can tell them about my 18 minute time. Yeah, I don't want anybody to die before they get to know that
0: I made my record. It's about time James Harriot showed his face in this show. What do you mean? All creatures great and small? Are we at the book fair, motherfucker? <laughs> Remember that yeah. prick?
1: I don't, but I know the name of the. I know that all creatures great and small for sure.
0: That was the ultimate... and tall,
1: right? Isn't that the sequel? I, I all creatures great and small and tall. Then he go there. The sequel, he went there.
0: It, it'd be at the book fair, and it would mm-hmm. be there, and it would look, you know, it would it would look docile, you know, right, on on you know, very safe. But right. no, no teeth, nothing, nothing, no meat under there, right?
1: You, well, you weren't into it, even though it had the creatures in the title, which I think would appeal to you back then. Yeah, I just, I just
0: think the photo that they chose to use mm. took a shit. Mm. I got to see if I'm right about the guy's name.
1: Is it all creatures great and small, meaning all creatures big and little? Is that what that, I never really got that before. Is that what he's talking about? All creatures great as in large and small as in small? I fucking nailed it. Or is he saying all creatures great, like they're really cool and small, even the small ones?
0: I think I think what he's saying is creatures of all shapes and sizes fit his description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was an animal doctor. Get the fuck. Take all all the- creatures great. He could he
1: could have given us middle right. All creatures great, mid sized and small. Uh-huh. I think it's a catchy title. I like that he was a an animal doctor, a vet. I believe they call those right.
0: So you'll be pleased to know he had a series of books that had similar titles. So we had, oh my, he wrote too many things. There's All Creatures Great and Small, All Things Bright and Beautiful, All Things Wise and Wonderful, Daddy's Got a Pink One, The Lord God Made Them All.
1: Hey. Did you ever read William Devane's autobiography, All Features Great and Small? You never, and he said and in parentheses specifically, My Teeth. Do you think he does have an autobiography, William yeah. Devane? He has to. He's, his ego is too big to not have a book.
0: How did he not get? How does William Devane not get canceled?
1: You think he was up? Like he was hard to work with? Doesn't mean he was. Like, he's uh, he's a suck
0: machine. Like he's got a. He's got to suck, right? <laughs>